Hey y'all, my name is Jasmine Brown and I am the CEO of Being Brown LLC. Being Brown is not just a cosmetic company, but it is a brand that I curated to bring forth awareness to mental health. So first things first, if you're new here, I would like to welcome y'all to Let's Talk Mental Health, where we have open discussions about our mental well-being and provide a safe space to feel comfortable having these conversations in our everyday lives. This segment is all about mental awareness and creating a safe space for Black films to express themselves through their creative outlets. With our special guest, Lisa, who is also the CEO of Mental Wellness Mag, we will get to dive into these conversations a little bit more in depth. So Lisa is the founder of a magazine called Mental Wellness Mag, a publication centered around the mental wellness of Black films. She hopes to create a space that helps foster community based around honest conversations surrounding mental health. You can find the magazine on Instagram at Mental Realness Mag or MentalRealnessMag.com. So Lisa, I'm super excited to have you a part of this podcast today. I've been actually meaning to reach out to her for quite some time now. So I felt like this is like the perfect opportunity to start having those conversations and kind of engaging with each other. So first things first, I would love for you to tell me more in depth about the business that you have and the creative safe space that you're creating for people. Yeah, for sure. So um, I am the founder of Mental Realness Mag. It is a digital and print publication uh, for Black Femmes, by Black Femmes. We only publish Black Femmes. We only pay Black Femmes, period. Love it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> and honestly, it started as something I would always put the tagline like, oh, for Black Femmes across the diaspora. And I was even, I have to do some copywriting for my day job. So I was like, that kind of sounds clunky. But then when I, you know, actually got into it, it, it was able to turn into that. So actually having these conversations where we have contributors that in Africa, in Europe. Oh, that's amazing. It's really cool. Like, it's honestly really cool because, well, one, just the idea of community. Like, I, yeah. I you know, I went to study uh, school for like African American studies. So my whole thing is I, I love black people. And I mm-hmm. think that I don't know, it's something that even traveling is something that defies nationality, ethnicity, like, niggas should be cool as hell. Like, I just really that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> so that's basically my thing, just really trying to talk to black femmes across the world, basically. And by femme, I just like to define this because like, we actually have like, it's not just for, um, like women and non-binary folks, like we've had trans men contribute, trans mass folks. I literally just I mean love no that. Cis- you know, like I just, it's so hard to find phrasing uh, outside of like I just mean no cis head nigga period. Right. And I, even cis men, if you're queer, that that is fine. <laughs> if you are a trans man and you're straight, that is fine. I just cannot do cis head. That is the only people excluded by everybody else. Please come welcome. You're welcome to the table. And I really love that you're creating that safe space just for that group of people. I think sometimes we feel like we have to like put ourselves in some type of box or have to cater to everyone to actually succeed, especially as black people. So I like the fact that you're standing 10 toes down. When you say that's it, that's it. No, you cannot. You can look at from outside. You know, you can get a a view from outside, but that's it. We don't need your input. So I really love that. And I'm thank you for explaining what film is. Can you go a little bit in depth and what that means for people that don't know what that word means? Yeah, film. So honestly, initially, it kind of just started as like, well, I made Mentor Wellness Mag after I graduated college, like literally that next month. So at first when I was like film, I was like, you know, most of the folks that I was friends with were women and like, non-binary femme so that's right. initially 
honestly where the term came out. So I didn't want to exclude people. Some people are femmes, but they're not women. So I'm not right. going to you know, be exclusionary within the language. But then as it kind of developed and I got a better idea of like, you know, uh, who I'm actually trying to connect with. Like, I felt like that definition was really small. I felt like, you know, it's not so much someone being a femme or being a woman or a woman adjacent or whatever the case is. Like, legitimately, all I wanted was just a space where people can feel comfortable. And in my experiences, unfortunately, cishet men have not always been <laughs> the ones to allow people that space. So I just wanted queer tra yes. and trans folks and femme identifying folks who have a space where we can talk freely, especially because unfortunately, like a lot of times, like cishet men in our community do enact violence upon us. So I didn't want it to be that. And especially on top of that, obviously you can find homophobia, transphobia, all the phobias and isms anywhere. But in my experience, cishet men also need a bit more guidance than everybody else. And love that for them. They can do that on their own time. I'm not right. doing that for my magazine. I absolutely love that. So you said that after you graduated, a month later, you went ahead and started your magazine. So how was that journey for you? Like, did you just wake up one day and was just like, you know what, guys, I'm starting a magazine. Like, this is it. Like, how was the journey getting to where you are now? Yeah, honestly, the fucked up part is I kind of don't remember that well. I do know for a fact that I had a uh, my notes app, I had like three ideas written down in 2017. I graduated at the very end of 2018. So the magazine started in January of 2019. But in 2017, I had Mental Realness Mag written down in my notes. Wow. So it was like something that was in the back of my mind. I can't put a date on it, but I was just like, oh, you know, this would be cool. But I was just really busy at the time, you know, school, work, all that other good stuff. So I didn't yes. really have a chance to, you know, delve into it the way I I had wanted to. So after I kind of freed up my time with college, I also graduated a semester early. So I took what would have been my semester in school and kind of just bullshitted the whole time, to be honest. So I just had one more time. I wasn't working all day. I wasn't in school all day. I just took those six months and tried to do something that was important to me. So that's kind of how uh, it came about. So I did try to talk about it. I was trying to like work it out with people before I went to Temple University. And actually a lot of my friends uh, like had magazines or like, oh, you know, cool. it was really cool. Like I was an English minor as well. So a okay. lot of the people were kind of involved in that area. And I remember telling my one friend who actually taught me how to get the magazine set up that I was like, yeah, I'm trying to start something about mental illness mag. And she was like, I'm going to, I would change that name. <laughs> like, it was kind of corny. It wasn't like, I an love the name. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you so much. Cause I was like, I was like, damn, like, I respect your opinion, bro, but I got to keep it. I, I got to keep like it pushing. <laughs> but I appreciate it. No, for real. All, all opinions are good as long as they're coming from a good place, whether you take Agreed. them or not. It's so is true. That's so true. So how has this journey been healing for you? So you're creating a safe space where a lot of people can express themselves creatively and kind of free themselves. Like, has it been a freeing journey for you to allow someone else to be able to do that through your outlet? Oh, hell yeah. It's, it's <laughs> actually kind of like, I I kind of use the magazine as just like a place where, like, obviously I'm just publishing other people. I don't write that much for the yes. magazine. Before I used to like add a couple of things if it was a little skimp, but now we have so many contributors or people who will submit that, right? Oh, yes, well, we love to see it that I, I actually don't write as much anymore but what I do do is I'm just like man I can't wait to hear people talk about this <laughs> so yeah. I'll do something related to that so even um when the magazine first started it was like the summer of 2020 and all that white guilt money was running in and I 
just got I started a little GoFundMe yes. so I could get printing started and like I just had the first magazine at first just to make sure I could do it that was just like a uh which was just like a what word do I want to use? Just a mixture of all the previous digital magazines we had. And then the one right after that was Black Joy because it felt so tense <laughs> after the protests in 2020, as we can all recall, was a pretty shitty year. Yes. So I just kind of picked the issues based off of what I want to talk about. So I wanted to talk about Black Joy. And then after that, it was the holidays. The holidays were really hard for me that year. And I kind of wanted to connect with folks who, you didn't have to have a hard holiday, but I wanted a space where like, what does the holiday really mean for you outside of, the caroling and the and the lifetime movies and wow, stuff like that. I love that. Yeah, because it's not always fairy tales and rainbows and happiness around the holiday the holidays. So that's a really good point to hit on. No, exactly. And I feel like a lot of that is brushed over again. I feel like there's a very particular intersection of being a black femme, being a black like non cis man. You go yeah. within your family, even that people outside of that particular intersection just wouldn't understand. So that's how it's been healing to me. I literally just kind of, whatever I feel like talking about, we did an issue on Black rage. I've always felt like the title of angry Black woman, Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think it's like a bad thing because I am fucking mad. I'm like, I get pissed off really easily. Yes, every time I hear that, I'm thinking of the salon song, mad. (laughs) I'm mad. I'm mad, sis. I'm definitely mad, okay? No, period. (laughs) Period. Because we have every reason to be mad. Like, I, you're not gonna gaslight me and pretend right. like I'm supposed to be like smiling just because it makes you uncomfortable that I'm pissed the fuck off. Hell yeah, I'm pissed off and you're gonna get yeah. So that's kind of feel all that rage. That exactly. So literally anything that I'm feeling or just like want to get into, that's ooh, what I'll do to kind of talk about it, have a larger conversation. And it's so great because the people who contribute, like whether I take their work or not, because unfortunately sometimes I can't take everybody's, right. they don't even know how good it feels to read through their stuff like people have really insightful thoughts and just they make really great art about these topics like way better than I could even like imagine so even being able to read through it and be like damn like a lot of these experiences really are universal and it's not just something that you're experiencing in a vacuum like we're all experiencing it that has been really great so even our next issue is um called fat about fat bodies yes experience. i saw that one i saw it on instagram yes hopefully it's coming out i still gotta put it together but hopefully i'll have it in print by early to mid-june and it should be good to go but even that like i grew up fat and that was something that like affects me to this day and it has yeah. always affected me so even in points of time where i was no longer fat and i was like thin it's still it's still is insidious so yep all of that to say, yes, I guess, I don't know if it's fucked up or not. But <laughs> oh, it's definitely fucked about. up. I think it's fucked up <laughs> the way society, like, made us feel, like, as a whole, especially when it comes to Black women, how we show ourselves and look in society, especially when it contributes to our body weight. Like, I think that's also something that I've also, like, experienced when I was growing up, too, <laughs> and just seeing how, oh, well, girl, you know, you look, you look like you lost some weight today, like, how that plays back in your mind every time you decide okay well am I skinny today or am I just fat like which one is I need to I really need to know it's like you try to put yourself in some type of box to like basically come to society standards which is not even real standards for black people if you really want to talk about it because no, all of it is made off of white European European people okay so we're looking at these BMI skills we're looking at the scale, trying to figure out why we're not losing weight, why our body don't look like theirs. Maybe you're not genetically defined to look like that. 
Okay. Listen, okay, because like I think that's one thing. I'm so glad you're coming out with this magazine and I will make sure I caught my issue because I think that's something that needs to be talked about seriously. And I'm glad that a lot a lot of more people are bringing it to the forefront, especially those who have the platforms on social media to do that, um, to talk more more about that. But thank you so much. Of course, of course. And I do want to talk a little bit about what can people take away from your magazine? Um, I think for me, like just looking at your magazines and your digital issues, I can definitely say that you're not only just creating a safe space, but you're also creating a healing space. So how do people feel like, how do you even feel? I know you kind of spoke on like how you feel reading through people's um, articles, but why would people want to pick up and read your mental, your mental realness mag? So the funny thing is people have asked me that question before. Just like, so I, I think the answer is different depending on who asks. So I'll say if you are not a black femme, I think everyone should pick up the magazine so they can just shut the fuck up and listen. Like just listen to what people got to say. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like that, that's what you're going to get from it. Like something people don't understand. And again, just speaking specifically to people who are not black femmes, like even when you hear black femmes talk you're so rarely cultivating a space where people feel comfortable to speak freely that you're really not understanding like where folks are coming from or like what they're saying because they quite frankly don't feel comfortable enough to say it to you or some things just defy like explanation like if I'm talking to another let's just say I'm talking to another black woman let's say woman specifically there are some things that you're going to know about how we're going to treat it or the we give each other like side eyes or something like that when something happens mm-hmm. because we already know what's going on. I don't yeah. have to <laughs> explain my humanity to you. You get it. You, right. let, you understand exactly what I'm going through. So to be able to, I, I feel like, you know, we are allowing you to sit in the room. So listen, like, and you can get whatever you want out of that, but just shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. Either way, just shut up and let us, let's do our thing. You just sit there. Okay. You're not at the table. You just, exactly. you just, you know, the, the little seat off to the side of the table. That's where you are. Period. Period. <laughs> Stay it's over the there. Just table. listen. Okay. <laughs> I love no, that. <laughs> and I'll say, honestly, for black femmes, like they can get whatever they want out of it. it, it honestly, what I would love for people to get again, is just community just to, even if certain topics come about, because even there will be certain issues where um, people have opposing feelings about the same topics, right? Yeah. It's not so much even that you need to agree with folks and be like, oh, we all live the exact same thing. Because a lot of us, even though we may see similarities, obviously there's nuances in everybody's experience. Even just being in a space where you can just be, I think is something that's really enjoyable for folks. Like, I agree. I, I, I'm not sure how else to like articulate it because I feel like I'll just be repeating what I said previously. But yeah, like I feel like something that has always bothered me, especially being like an African American studies major and like just having these conversations for years, like oh, really, it feels like damn near a decade, having so many of these conversations. We lose so much time. We lose so much time trying to explain to people: don't be misogynistic, don't be fatphobic, don't be don't be racist, don't be X, Y, and Z. Like we are literally making less progress because you're trying to pull these other folks who are anchored on the ground. They're not going to see your perspective. Not moving anywhere, right. Exactly. But at least, if, at least what I'll say about the magazine is like, everybody who is involved, just because, you know, I like to let people know straight up, like certain things just aren't going to fly. Feel how you want to feel about whatever, but again, no homophobia, no transphobia, no X, Y, and Z. If we all coming from that same kind of mindset, 
the conversation is so much better. We can actually make progress. We don't yes. need to say yes. shit logical, like, oh, trans women are women. Fucking obviously. Like, fucking obviously. Like, why why is that something we Why are we continuously in? stating that? Yeah. Exactly. Instead of so instead of taking it at that face value, trans women are women, which shouldn't even be something that needs to be reasserted out loud. Now, what's how is your experience? What are the nuances of your experience? What do you want people to know? What would help you? Now we can have an actual conversation. So that is what I would hope Black fans can take out of it is just being able to have a deeper discussion, being a part of community. And then honestly, after that, take whatever you want out of it. (laughs) Whatever you get from it, maybe it's education because, you know, not everyone is seeing this lens the way we're seeing it, especially in the Black community. You know, not not everyone has caught onto the wave or maybe they just don't want to catch onto the wave and the progressiveness that we are going through as Black people. Um, so I think this is also like an educational space for sure, for sure, for sure. For you, for you to understand, I want you to sit up, pull up a chair, and I want you to see me from my perspective and see what I, how I feel. And I think it's an, it's an amazing creative outlet to have. And I think it's definitely therapy in a way for the creatives that are actually submitting their work to you. So that's, it's really cool what you're doing. Thank you so, thank you so, so much. It makes me feel so good because I literally just be going crazy trying to like get shit together and just be stressed out all the time trying to get the little pieces together. So it feels really good because a part of me, I'm like, even though it might sound stupid just because like, I don't have like a large platform on Instagram or nothing like that or like a very large following, but at least just enough people that I know a handful of niggas agree with me. Like, it's exactly. not, you know, an army of one, but at the same time, it, it sometimes it just feels like you know this started as like a personal passion project so sometimes I just feel like nobody cares not in a bad way but sometimes I think like oh this is something that people oh eh, like maybe they think it's kind of cool and they don't mind it or something like that so when I hear people say even just like oh you know what man this is pretty cool it always makes me feel really good yeah her let me reach out to her and see what her schedule is looking like so thank you again for being a part of this like I'm super excited to have you no, and I do want to also talk about some of the other things that you're having on your page. Um, I saw something called Rest Monday. So what is Rest Monday and how did you come across like starting that ordeal? Like how did that come about? Yeah, so I think um, that one is actually a collaboration with Black and Brown Coalition Philadelphia. They, I don't think are currently, I don't think they're still currently um working together but initially it was just something where they had this one day i believe it is rest monday i really hope it's not rest <laughs> monday. It, was, it feels like it was so long ago but they just kind of had this day where they just wanted to focus on you know rest and the, the things associated with that and i kind of wanted to just have a have a like a a spot to interview folks Mm-hmm. kind of people who I thought were doing cool things I'll also say like something I'm definitely guilty of with the magazine is like even if it's my friends I think if they're doing some cool shit like I'm gonna hit you up I'm gonna interview you that's <laughs> me like hop on a podcast like listen that's literally yeah. me <laughs> it's networking they call it yeah. networking anywhere else like it sometimes you just got people doing cool shit so I do know like I had interviewed um Freedom John uh their name is Rashida Jamu I believe and they're based in Philadelphia because I had the magazine in Philadelphia initially before I had moved. So they were doing some really cool stuff around the community and still continue to. And they're only like 25, I believe. Like, I think we're the same um, age. So they were doing some really cool shit in the community. I have another friend, Melanie. She is a, like, a supermodel. This girl is a supermodel. But she has always just been, like, I, I don't know this far. She's always had a confidence to her. And she's also been very successful. And that's something that, like, 
I really appreciate, especially because she's a plus size model one, but mm. she's also dark skin. And right. I know since growing up, I did not see a lot of that representation. And just to be able to know somebody like that and somebody who's showing up in an industry that is known to be fat phobic, an industry right. that is known to be colorist, that is known to be racist, and not just like doing okay, in it, but it's like thriving and succeeding. Yeah. I just wanted to talk to people and just, you know, first of all, kind of get an idea of like, tell people what they're doing, the, you know, if people aren't aware. And then two, just kind of get more into them. Like, what do you define as rest? How are you doing these amazing things? Like what, right. you know, what fools you? So that was what had started Rest Monday. And I actually, I really did enjoy that. That was, that was a cool yeah, little thing. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. That's so cool. So hopefully they'll pick it back up or, you know, you can start your own little tidbit or something. Of sort. <laughs> That'd be really cool. But also, you also have a space called Ask the Black Therapist Space. Yes. I actually was tuning into your last one about body shaming. We was kind of talking about it a little bit as well. So tell me a little bit about Ask the Black Therapist Space and why you thought that it was an important space to have. Yeah, for sure. Well, because honestly, the first thing, and this is something I like to tell people, I feel like I would love to shout it from the rooftops. I have a mental wellness magazine, but I am not a mental health professional, period. I cannot tell people... I can't give you no advice outside of like a regular nigga's advice, but I'm not going to, <laughs> you know, if you talking about people's mental health here, there are like, people have real things going on. I'm not going to try to steer you wrong. And I think that that's also like unethical to have yeah, a view where I'm, you know, trying to help folks out and I'm just giving them the bullshit that comes off the top of my head. I ain't going to speak to this. Like, I, yeah. you know what I mean? So I wanted to be able to ask like other black women therapists or black femme therapists, you know, what are some of these things like how can you know how can we overcome some of these things or how do these things affect us and also like i don't know about nobody else but i definitely like i spent my early 20s broke as hell especially every covid came i was in a period like broke as hell i couldn't afford therapy and i know a lot of folks probably couldn't and it felt like at least if nothing else like obviously this is not a replacement for a therapy session or anything like that but at least you get to get insight from a professional about something that you know what I mean generally affects you even if like obviously your specific mental health concerns like that's something you would have to talk to somebody about specifically but certain things like talking about body shaming um I believe the previous one was just like what should what's something you notice in terms of black femmes and mental health like just being able to get some of those insights I felt like it was really important and even just being able to again talk to black women and femme therapists because they're out there, out there, but even, you know, in terms of finding a personal therapist, that can be hard for folks. It, it can, can be hard to find somebody who shares your experience to some degree That's and, who, you know, is aware of some of these things. Because, you know, at the end of the day, therapists are professionals, but they're also just people. So yeah. in the same way that I wouldn't trust a random white man for, you know, for real, for real, I probably, I, I would feel the same way about a therapist. Oh, no, for sure. You know, I know we're seeing eye to eye. At least yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And I think it's important for people to have those spaces, Black people to have those spaces where they feel like they can actually be themselves in a therapy session because it's like you're nobody wants to come to a therapy session, a place where you're supposed to be vulnerable and feel like your therapist isn't hearing you out. They're not understanding your experiences. Not only are they understanding, but they're also empathizing with you, what you've been through as a person. And I think just I can speak to this. I've had a, a white a white therapist before, a white woman therapist. Um, and although we could relate like from like a woman perspective, it was really hard for her to see some of the racial trauma I've been through. 
mm-hmm. some of the things that was culturally considered for my 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 faith base and also like how I grew up is something she just couldn't understand it can create so many different restrictions and boundaries for people really seeking out mental health services so I'm so glad you touched on that no thank you. I'm happy you touched on that because honestly <laughs> like, well, again like Girl, you're a professional, like, really. I'm just, I'm just a nigga that quick people. Listen, look, I'm, I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost professional. Listen, y'all still go find a therapist. I'm not licensed yet. I can't be your therapist yet. <laughs> not yet. Okay. We still working on the credentials, but we getting somewhere. Soon come. Soon come. Soon to come. Soon to come. <laughs> So I absolutely love your magazine. I want to make sure that people in the audience that are listening, they have, if they identify as Black film, they want to contribute to your magazine, they know exactly how to. So what does that process look like for someone who wants to be featured in your magazine? Oh, thank you. So honestly, I tried to, at first we had open submissions, but like, I'm so happy we closed. I'm so happy we closed. Listen. I love, I love to see people's work, but I (laughs) It got to be specific so to what I'm looking for and it got to yeah. be when I'm doing something because otherwise I'll be like, yeah, like, this like- <laughs> no, literally. So we do open them periodically. So right now they're closed because we are about to publish our next upcoming issue. But I want to do at least one more issue before the end of the year. Yeah. So we try to really push it a lot. So I'll talk about it on the Instagram. I'll post a lot on the Instagram. We do have a Twitter too. I don't even put people to, like it's mental real mag on the Twitter. I don't really be on there as much as I need to be on there. So I, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. You don't <laughs> but, think that's all that matters. <laughs> period. I just need one, one form of contact, but like right. I'll post it on the Instagram. I'll talk about it on the Twitter. I'll talk about it on my TikTok. Uh, my TikTok, <laughs> at least on the baddest, L-I-S-A. D-A-B-A-H-D-E-S-T. I'll talk about it a lot on there as well. So when they're open, you'll know. Like, I'm yes. if you look at any of the magazines, anything, even if you go on our website, when I open it back up, it will say, you know, submission deadline, a date in the future. Right now, the submission deadline is like April 12th or whenever we closed it um, last month. But you'll see it either again on our socials or on the website, and it will tell you what the theme is. And something I also want to mention when I give a theme, it's so general. Like, I don't even like yeah. to give people direction because I, I just want to see what people have to say. Like, this one was just about celebrating fat bodies and perspectives. I had to say that because, you know, like sometimes folks, <laughs> sometimes folks go a little left. That's not what this is. That's not what this is. <laughs> this ain't what it is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but just, I'll give like a general gist of it and take it how you will. I am willing to see anything, hear anything, read anything as long as you a black femme. And again, we on the same page about the phobias and isms. After that, I am open to read and see anything. So if anybody wants to submit, please keep your eye on the social medias, on the website. And then after that, I, I'll actually leave it at that. I'm not going to give the email because I want people to read the submission guidelines. Yeah. I, it makes everything so much neater. So yeah, it will tell you where to submit it. If you go on mentalwellnessmag.com slash submit, tells you where to submit it, tells you that we only have like a handful of things that we ask you to do before you submit. And then also we pay niggas, you know, we take it. We really do pay you. I got to send the last of the payments today, but we do okay, pay. Okay, they pay. Y'all hear that? They pay. Listen, <laughs> not only are you submitting, but you're getting paid for your work. We love to see it. We love yeah, to I, see it. You know, I can't take Black Femmes labor for free. Like, that would I love it. Like, oh, I that makes it. me so happy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm trying my best. <laughs> we love to see it. So what is your end goal? What is your end goal for Mental Realness Mag? Like, or at least what are you working towards? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Oh, I don't really know. I would say like, 
I'm a Capricorn. So I'm just very like, you just I'm like, very, exactly. You're in there, like, I'm here, but I'm here, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just try to work towards something, but sometimes I get so lost in the process that I don't put an end goal in. And maybe I should, but I, I will say, like, initially when I started the magazine, it was just an Instagram page that my friends followed. It was like a Finsta. So yeah. I would have thought that having a website would have been the angle and just posting every now and then would have been the angle. And then after I have a website, I would have thought, okay, doing an issue every now and then would be the end goal. And then after I did that, I was like, okay, well, well, I'll print now and let me just get one or two issues out. And that's the end goal. And now we're on our sixth issue. And that would oh be good. You, know, you know what I mean? It's just trying to, trying to get a little bit better each time. So I'm, I should put, I should put a goal in place, but I keep telling myself that like, if I don't have anything specific in mind, I can keep pushing and I can't be disappointed. As it stands right now, everything I do with the magazine, even if this was my last issue, every issue almost like, damn, even if this was my last issue, I'm about to put, you know, everything I can into it. And if it's the last one, then I did that. But yeah. you know what I mean? Just pushing for it as much as I can. So I would love for it to be something like if I can actually get employees. Oh my God, my dream would be if I could literally have black films on the payroll. Like, and I'm talking, and not like the shit they do with the diverse when they try to make their team look quote unquote diverse. And it's just oh, yeah. like, we can leave that. Yeah, we can definitely we can leave, leave that. that. <laughs> it's I want to. <laughs> But you know what you know what I mean though. Like I really want black men. I want black black women. I want black queer folks. I want black trans folks. I want black trans men. I want non-binary folks. I want I want Afro Latinos. I want African Americans. I want I love it. Yes, that's beautiful. That is the end goal, Lisa. That's the end goal, girl. That's a great end goal too, girl. That's a real goal. I love it, and I think. The way you go about um, moving out your magazines, I think it's more, I can definitely tell it's a passion project for sure. And because you're not really like putting so much into it, like you're really in that constant state of flowing with it and being present. So I think that's good. I love it. I really do. Thank you so, 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 so much. This is so validating. You have no idea. I got a bunch oh, of I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> so lastly, you are an entrepreneur. So what is some entrepreneur advice you can give to someone that wants to follow their passion project, whatever it may be? Um, what is some advice you can give them? <clears throat> Damn. <laughs> I don't even know. I was going to say some cliche, like, just do it. But that's oh, like, your heart. Be fearless. No, exactly. <laughs> and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> don't care what the haters say I mean, like, <laughs> all of that good stuff i don't know i'll say at least something that a lot of people get lost in is the details and mm-hmm. that shit is real like once you get everything down packed it's not really that bad but what i will say is you really want to get your businesses together because niggas really be flying like it, it, niggas in, as in the federal government like yeah <laughs> they do not play they do not play about that like if you really serious about it and again it varies state to state i'm lucky enough to be from delaware where it's pretty easy to create a business like the business laws are pretty lax a lot of places are headquartered in delaware so it was relatively easier to do than other places but i would say really after you get your idea or whatever working towards it like i would argue that's not even the hard part because that part is low-key fun what is not fun fun. real fun (laughs) you are preaching right now (laughs) but once you start to get the you either the ein number now you want to be an llc or you want to be a sole proprietorship research the different reasons why that is if you think niggas are going to sue you i will become an llc listen listen you are preaching right now all of these are great important details guys if you're not taking notes now you probably should be because listen 
The business organizational structure is the most key important part of your business. Lisa said it best, y'all. I'm telling you, she tells no lies. I know that for a fact. <laughs> and that should be, I'm telling you, bro, that should be the hardest thing. I, ha- I was lucky enough to like have a friend who went to school for business and she was like, oh yeah, you can just do the EIN number again. You should incorporate That's amazing. Like it, it was me. Shout out Ashley Hall. Shout out Ashley Hall. She's actually another black woman who's like an entrepreneur. She actually just quit her full time so she could be entrepreneur full time. She don't even So she wow. was out here doing it and she gave me like, she showed me how to do this shit and tell me, you know, how to do my taxes. Also keep track of what you're spending. Have like a separate account. Separate like, account. Even, She's giving out keys right now, y'all. I'm, I would love to honestly put together maybe like a little like, it's not hard, but niggas don't be wanting to talk to people like on a regular level. Like as somebody who went to school for English, like I do get tired of the rah-rah. I think the purpose of language is utility. You're supposed to communicate mm-hmm. with people. So you're using all these seven syllable words and X, Y, and Z. Like you may feel smarter, but if people don't understand you, you are less What are you doing? Yeah. It, it, exactly. So I feel like there is, I'm sure there's someone out there doing it. If not, maybe I'll try my hand at it one day when I get a better hang on things. But get somebody who can talk to you like on your level. Like I don't know about nobody else, but I need things t- told to me very directly yes. in language that I don't, in language that I can just understand straight up. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Where I feel comfortable asking questions. So find somebody who knows what they're talking about. If you can't find somebody, do your own research. Yes. There's, there's YouTube, there's websites. Do your own research. That's what I'll say. If you want to do your own business, the startup and everything, getting the idea is not even that bad. Getting some it's support nice. is not even that bad. But make sure those details are together because they love to catch, especially don't play with the IRS. Please That's don't play with the IRS. Yes. <laughs> especially when you get to the point when you're hiring employees and things of that nature it's so important just go ahead while your business is still young and flourishing and lively just go ahead and do your due diligence to make sure that you have all your ducks in the order like i'm like she literally just said a mouthful y'all i really don't have nothing else to add she literally just said it so listen i had so much i had so much fun like working with you today and just being in this space with you lisa so grateful to have you here on this podcast and i definitely took something from it i don't know about y'all but i definitely did and i can't i'm just so excited to see all the great things you do in the future honestly same <laughs> to you bro like thank you so much uh, first uh-huh. of all once you get license and everything, don't be surprised you get email, you know, I'm in the market. Hey, <laughs> I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, for sure, for sure, Let's for sure. Thank you so much again for having me on here. I had such a blast. This was amazing, literally 10 out of 10. So thank you so much again. All right, and we'll catch y'all on the next podcast. <laughs>